guys, and welcome back to another episode of Laura on Air, UK Maths Edition. And I'm here, as always, with my friend Jan. Hello. <laughs> well, it was not a disappointing week. We've got loads of things to rip into. I mean, talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty that went on this week. And obviously, it, it was a bit of a rushed week because we had another wedding at the end of it. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say this. I wasn't excited for the wedding to come at the end. I was like, oh, we've, we're already into the dinner parties now. Do I want to go back and watch another wedding? Mm, but uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> so uh, we started on Monday with basically everybody just pitching about Shona and Brad. That was literally the opening of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was the Shona and Brad agenda. But um. <sighs> He, didn't he deserve it though? I mean, like, the, I, what worries me is the level that the men were saying. It was shocking. It was shocking what he was saying about Shona and their sex life. Now, what is it he's done to her or is doing to her that that it makes the men feel uncomfortable that it's being said out loud? Because men really just don't care. <laughs> but. Well I had a mate who, who said to me that um, what's he go? What's going on there? Is he barricading her in the flat in a, a sex Pilates dungeon? <laughs> Dirty Sanchez. No, I. But the thing is, I. So, but I think maybe it's not the he's doing something disgusting, but maybe it's the way he's talking about doing it to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I think maybe I'm getting the vibe that he's not being talking about sex with her in a polite way. No. And making her look like he doesn't give a shit about her. And I, and they actually, was it Luke who said, I don't think he, if he can't say he loves her, if he's talking about her like that. It's it's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing because I don't think Shona still understands what he has said. Yeah. The extent of it, you know. I mean, obviously, because Laura had that conversation with her where they talk about that he was saying that she was immature and stuff. And again, it wasn't like, he tries to justify it as a, I needed to get some stuff off my chest and I was sharing with friends. He basically told every fucker who would listen. And yeah. Laura's not his mate. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly Did he's he... de developing the ick for her in some way. Mm -hmm. Maybe she won't do as much sexually as he wanted her to and now he's gone, well... Mm, but Maybe. <laughs> do you think he was telling people because he wanted it to get back to her to start a conversation? Well, or he's just a penis. <laughs> could be could be the latter, to be honest. Yeah, it might be the latter. But the interesting thing is that the couples that were a bit iffy at the uh, commitment ceremony are suddenly bonding over the fact that Brad and Shona have got problems. So uh, Portia and Terence are starting to feel smug about themselves. <laughs> well, because the PDA was so much and it was so uncomfortable, I feel like they all feel a little vindicated now that there's cracks in mm -hmm. it which are, it's sad i suppose because you know no <laughs> but they they set themselves up for being this couple that was so much better than everybody else and so in love after two days you know and i think it made everybody really uncomfortable so i think everybody loved to take that minute to you know have a laugh at their expense and the change in Portia and Terrence this week is crazy no wonder Portia looks so good with Terrence though I mean she's had the best apology of a lifetime and she had to do fuck all to get it oh absolutely I mean Mel asked her to go are you sorry to Terrence did she apologize to him did she hell <laughs> I mean he 
He turns and says, I'm so sorry if I made you feel bad, blah, blah, blah. He did fuck all wrong. I don't know. I would have gone, nope. <laughs> then she turns around, rolls her eyes and says, yeah, I accept that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, she wasn't going to move on without that because, again, she is childish <laughs> and immature. Uh, where have we heard that before? Oh, yeah, Terrence said so. But there was no accountability for the fact that she made him look like an asshole at that dinner party the week before or that she made up a load of shit that didn't happen yeah absolutely did you see when she refused to kind of give him that apology mel's eyebrows i mean mel always kind of gives away what she's thinking with those eyebrows she's just like raises them up going hmm okay mm. <laughs> uh, so. but i felt yeah i felt bad for terrence in the moment and i thought well He's obviously here for the right reasons, because in order to give that kind of an apology, I mean, he, mm. <laughs> he'd really have to want it, right? Yeah. But absolutely. it seems to be the old fixer and magic elixir. He does. He said sorry, and they found common ground in their values. So they found common ground in the fact that he gave in. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Truth Week. It was. And Brad and Shona got given this thing where they had to write a list of questions for each other. Yeah, the um, one, you mean the one where Brad had 17 things that he didn't like about her just right there wrapped up in the chamber? She didn't yeah. even finish the sentence. What's some things that you don't like about... Well, I'll tell you what I don't like about you, and I'll tell you right now. This is all the things I don't like about you. The Sue How How. Right out of the gate. How long have you been holding on to those? Losing your passport at the airport... Come oh, fuck on. off, Brad. <laughs> I get lost. <laughs> Who hasn't that happened to? Someone's had a panic going, where's my passport? Where's my passport? <laughs> oh, uh, every day uh, in my house, mobile phone, can't find it in my bag. Uh, the kids will tell you that uh, if I can't find the remote, it's, it's game over for this entire house till someone finds that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> where's the remote? Where's the remote? It's right beside you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did feel sorry for her. I, I really oh, did. I know. Me too. Her face, you could see it. She was she was so excited. And then as the as he kept going, and he was like, he wasn't even stopping for breath, all the things he didn't like about her. And it was just, you could see her face falling, but she was trying to maintain a smile for the camera. But yeah. her eyes were dying, weren't they? Well, yeah. And this whole thing about her being immature and her always asking dumb questions. Um, she's completely blindsided by that. She really is. I mean, she probably does ask dumb questions, <laughs> but still, that man's supposed to love her. He said, "He said I love you several times to her." Uh, and people who love you don't aren't hurtful like that. That's not love. No. Well, we we realized that some time ago, didn't we? <laughs> but oh, yeah. What? And this, why are these all these men think they're on such a high emotional level? Him and Nathaniel going on about depth and and maturity and all the rest of it, like, like, ugh, fucking, mm. who did he think he is, the bloody Dalai Lama? <laughs> well, I do wonder. I wonder that when they were on the couch last week, they were questioned about whether this was love or lust, and I think he started maybe started sort of considering. Mm, maybe maybe it isn't love yeah. possibly he um, said what he needed to say to get her to do the stuff he wanted to do 
Mm, yes. And I think the behavior is starting kind of to remind me of Harrison. Yeah. It's like he lays into her about all the things he doesn't like and puts her down. And then he kind of brings her up again by giving her these kind of, but babe, I love you kind of comments. It's very controlling is it's, and it's, it's, it's very dangerous behavior. Mm. Um, and she wants it so bad. And that's the problem. She's invested now, you know? So because he gave her all that fake love at the beginning, she's already in that relationship. It was already in that love place with him and she's yeah. obsessed with him. Yeah. Uh, and it is obsession. It uh, It is. I think so. She's doing anything he says. And I thought, yeah. yeah. And, and and the worst thing is, is that they had a, they had made a decision together to keep their personal stuff personal and yeah. private. Then he goes to a dinner party or a party and just tells everybody all their business. And when she brings him up on it, he tries to get out of it with flaky excuses he doesn't really take any accountability for his actions at all. Well, as we see as the week goes on, his way of dealing with um, any kind of criticism is to go into a lecture. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. So uh, Ros and Thomas had help from Paul. He came round to talk to them about their issues. Um, yeah, Thomas pissed me off at that bit because I felt like she was obviously mortified by the situation right? yeah she felt bad and again no one is bringing up the fa fact that jay was the one that said just fuck your way out of it she took jay's <laughs> advice <laughs> she did she did he really did jay's like just have sex with him she was like okay and now look what's happened but she's obviously mortified and and thomas just keeps saying things like you know it was hurtful and i'm hurt we get it you've been hurt before you're hurt again now but you know, she's already said she's sorry. She's crying about mm -hmm. it. She's so embarrassed. And like, so why don't you just let it go? You know, like she hasn't done this because she was trying to manipulate you to get you into bed because yeah, you're such a good lay. Yeah. She just wanted some. Well, it's it's kind of interesting actually. And how the many sex women must have been awful? How many women have been used for sex? Do you know what I mean? And Here Thomas. the tables turn. <laughs> Here the table turns. And um, yeah, he just. For me, he just gives nothing at yeah. all. He's just like this, as I described him at his wedding, a plank. Yeah, but then it starts to turn again. Like, this is the problem with this couple. One annoys me. It feels like one's give, get it, causing the problem and the, and the other one isn't. And then she starts in the next bit. She'll start with not giving him anything back when he's trying. They don't ever seem to be at the same emotional place at the same time. No, no, they don't. I kind of that's sad, really. Because yeah, he, I would like for them to work. I would, but when they come on now, I notice I'm going. Oh, <laughs> at some point they've got to hit the same thing at the same time. Surely, yeah. surely they'll be like, I, I want to try with you. She I want just, to try. With she you. just doesn't fancy him at all. No, and it's hard. I mean, to be fair, he's not a bad-looking lad. No, he's, I know. I've seen pictures on the internet of his his bodybuilding, um, and what he's done. He's man under that tight shirt. He's quite fit. <laughs> under, under all those woolly jumpers, <laughs> underneath the jumpers, <laughs> those sexy woolly jumpers. But 
Yeah, I just don't think she fancies them. And I think she's just so... She doesn't want to come out of this experiment looking like an asshole who hurt him. So she just keeps hanging on and I, I don't know. She just can't keep saying, I don't know to everything. <laughs> no, and he needs to loosen up. He needs yeah. to relax a bit. And I think if he relaxed a bit and went with the flow... I think they're both quite time. uptight people. I mean, from much of all she kept saying is how silly she is. I think she's also not a very comfortable person either. Mm-hmm. She seems very embarrassed and uncomfortable a lot. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe it's just him. Maybe it's making her uncomfortable. But something is wrong there. And it's and But Paul was so excited, he thought he'd fixed it. <laughs> Patsy? <laughs> Mind you, I have noticed that following that, there was a discussion with Shona and Laura. And Laura is to sort of turning into support girl for everybody. But you already called that when you said she's also the person who follows everybody at dinner parties. Now, yeah, I'm, I wondered because this was the week that Arthur vanished. And we, we have no idea where he is. They're telling us he's ill, but who knows? And, well, <laughs> Laura's actually messaged on the thing because I think she, she gets quite she gets quite upset, doesn't she, about people saying things. But uh, like people were saying it was weird because like last year when April got sick, you saw George go in and speak to her and she was all cuddled up on the couch because she wasn't very well. And he says goodbye to her and gives her a kiss. But when Laura gets ready for that dinner party, Arthur is nowhere to be seen. He's not in that apartment at all. No, She said he was in another apartment because he had the flu. When my husband gets sick, I don't move him to another venue. (laughs) I wish I had. Yeah, I know. I, I did feel like, what the it was hell? Weird. Where's he gone? Where's yeah, he gone? It was weird. <laughs> Perhaps she's changed him to the kitchen sink naked and we just couldn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway. Right, uh, can we talk about Peggy and George? <laughs> George. Oh, yes. Yes, we can talk about Peggy and George. Their task was to um, put down a list of um, priorities in their life, didn't they? Then, yeah, and that was somewhat different. Yeah, I mean, it could have been worse. George could have just put gaming, gaming, sex, and gaming, <laughs> so he didn't. <laughs> um, again, I think they should have given poor George a whiteboard and a marker, marker pen, because then he could have quickly changed his answers to fit whatever Peggy says, because that seems to be the mo. I was saying this week. If Peggy said, I'd like to adopt a herd of naked old people and leave them in our backyard, would George say, I would like that also? <laughs> he just needs to say whatever she wants. And now I know he he puts she puts sex quite low. But how does she think the babies are made? Well, that's just it. I mean, frankly, he could be well in there for a long time if you wanted to be. <laughs> No, he's probably looking, probably listening to Brad talk about Shona and thinking, fuck. <laughs> I'll take a bit of that. Um, I think George, George is being very sweet, um, but I also feel like he's just saying, again, whatever he needs to say to keep Peggy sweet. Because she's, he, I think he likes Peggy when she's happy. He doesn't like Peggy when she's losing her mind. No, but I also think that he gave a great answer to her about the, I'm, you know, yes, I, I want sex, but I'm, I'm willing, willing to work to... at your pace and when you're comfortable. So I think, 
there's there's hope there. I mean, you see lots of shots of them kissing and Yeah, hugging each I mean, they other. seem like they're quite good together. And I, I wasn't expecting that. But my worry is how much is it built on compromise from his side and not so much from hers? Because she wants kids, so she wants them to get on board. She wants to wait having sex. He needs to be respectful of that. There's a lot of stuff that Peggy, there's a lot of Peggy wants. Um, and George is playing along with Peggy wants, Peggy gets. And which is great. But again, I think they're lovely, but do I think he's her forever person? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. well we'll watch this space i guess um Yeah. currently he's being absolutely lovely to it Yep. will they get fed up at some point of completely doing everything she wants maybe Uh, we we can wait and see. Only time will tell. Now, Tasha and Paul had a fun week Oh, because, yes, they did. yeah, we, we saw nice shots of them in, in a woodland walk and then they confessed that they might have had a good time together. I just think she's hit the jackpot. Like, I've got to say, some of the matches, you're not so sure, but this one, like, like that girl was broken and she just really needed a lovely guy. And we were all so worried that she wouldn't be able to get out of her own way because she'd been so hurt. But he's just so genuinely nice that she's just she's just embracing the whole thing now. And it's it's lovely. I love Yeah, them. yeah, we do. We love them. We're not going to talk much about them because we love them. Yeah, sorry, guys. You guys are doing well. So you're not going to get any airtime. <laughs> Ella and Nathaniel had the task of Nathaniel needed to tell Ella something that she didn't know about him. Open up in a way to let her in. And he decided to use that task to tell Ella how she was basically vapid, one dimensional <laughs> and a little immature. Uh, yeah, yeah, he had a real problem with the fact that uh, she was just immature, and he used the fact that while well, she's she's only just re you know very recently found herself as being a woman. I don't love this. I really don't love this. He keeps doing this to her. Like she thought she went into that date thinking that he was going to open up and tell her maybe why it takes so long for him to fall in love, maybe about his past relationships, what kind of person he is deep down the side. And he just used it to put her on the back foot. And she, she, I think for, for Ella, I think she, she, this is such an important journey on this show for her because she wants to find love, but she also wants to represent the community. And I Yeah. think, She's trying not to embarrass herself. And so when he says these things to her, she's put on the back foot and she looks uncomfortable, but she keeps trying to remain to, to have some dignity where I think she just wants to say, what the fuck? Like, and I'm sorry, but who's going to open up to you if they're constantly putting you down? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, she was all excited. She's going, "Oh, it's like Yeah. it's a nice bougie venue where we're actually finally going to get somewhere." Yeah, Um I feel like she's just constantly disappointed. And he's when she shows her disappointment, he blames her for the disappointment. Yeah, calls her immature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's, he just needs to admit that he's just not into her. Yes, and then she says, he keeps saying, I didn't know this. He goes, yeah, that's why I'm telling you. But what she's saying is, I'm an open book. I will answer anything you want to know if you're interested in me. I understand because I felt like that. Like you keep getting told that, what you're doing isn't enough but you're not those people aren't interested in getting to know you off camera so then you're like why are you saying these things if you're not interested
You know, like you're not asking me and then you're saying you don't know anything about me. And if you don't know me, you can't love me. It's well, yeah. And my, my thing was, what the fuck's going on in that flat? Do they just not talk in between? He doesn't even just... know what a chair is. Why is he always sat on the counter? <laughs> Eating on the counter, sat on the counter, talking on the counter. He's, they're always a room apart from each other. Well, I've got, I've got this theory that actually, um, as much as she wants to represent the community, he doesn't want to look like a complete dick who isn't rounded enough to accept the trans woman. Exactly, because he said he's pansexual, but it doesn't seem like, but he, that's not what he's looking for. And and again, that doesn't make him a monster, but dragging this out and making her feel like she's not good enough does. Yeah, it's not fair on her. No. Yeah. Because he's dead behind the eyes every time he talks to her. Mm, mm. <laughs> it's almost like he's listening to an audio book. <laughs> what he's talking to her. Perhaps he is. Perhaps he, he's secretly in a, into a John Grisham novel, and no, that's what's probably, going on. Probably manifestations of Namaste by Brad. <laughs> no, mind numbing. How to make your girlfriend more mature in thirty days? <laughs> oh, Chapter one: The passport. <laughs> So on Tuesday, we had a dinner party. Yes, we did. uh, The whole thing opened with Peggy and George, um, and they were saying that that they think they're the strongest couple. Which is always, that's, it's always that bit, it's like the bit in the movie where everything goes to shit. (laughs) Don't set yourself up for failure, people. Don't get too big for your boots. Yeah, yeah. Maths is a way of cutting you down. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Someone heard that, they are fucked. Uh, their task next week will just rip them apart oh bless and then terence and portia and uh, they were hoping to not be part of the drama well um, it'd be nice to have a little drama from someone other than portia this week let's be fair yeah i've yeah. got to say um i'm i'm making a prediction here as much as i love jay and luke and i do think they're an awesome couple his get putting his little two cents worth in about everybody quite vocally is going to cause big problems. And mm. I think it's going to be hard for her because he's talking mostly about the girls. And I think it she's going to have to make a choice to stand by her man mm. or go with the girls. And I think it's that is it's that's one of those things that puts rifts in relationships. It's not them, they're great together. It's what's gonna happen when people start coming for Luke. Although I will say, I love that Luke turned to Brad and told him to his face. I, I, I have Very to say, more power to him. But yeah, the law run comments. Um, mm, we'll get to them. that. Yeah, we'll get to that. So Ros and Thomas thought Ellie and Nathaniel were going to provide the entertainment for the evening. Yeah, they seemed to, in the car at least, they were... Yeah, but this is the thing. When they walk through the door and they are holding hands and they're wearing matching outfits, and you see Paul Brunson go, he's like, "I did that. I fixed that. I fixed." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> in two seconds, let go opposite sides of the room. He was about to. You could see he was about to go, and that's why I'm the expert. <laughs> and then yeah. it was like, "What? What?" <laughs> Can I just say, matching outfits, camo? Was that? <laughs> what? Maybe they were hoping no one would notice them. <laughs> Is that it? We're blend, blending into the background. <laughs> the chameleon couple. <laughs> Again, I feel bad for Ella because everyone's coming in and saying, oh, we've done it or we're doing it. Or, 
every, and everything's going great. Even Portia, who looked like she would rip Terence's head off and suck his insides out last week at the dinner party, they come in strong. And now it seems like every week it's everyone's getting better and better, and she's just sat on the end. And you can see she's just dying inside. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, she... They're not really talking that much. Oh, no. but he was she... well on the well the other side of the room again and listening to everybody else's conversation. It was yeah. off. Um, I did sort and of that dress her. she was wearing. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I imagine the amount of tit tape you'd have to wear to get that on, Jen. I, well, I don't. She because they're fake boobs. Yeah, they are fantastic. They stay in the right place. George, George has a point. Fake tits, weighed forward. <laughs> Great for your clothes. Yeah. They just stay. Yeah, I mean, I, if I had a rack like that... You'd be topless all the time. I'd be topless yeah. all the time, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but it it was an amazing dress. Um, yeah, you could only get away with it if you were 19 normally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brad, he sees um, himself as the golden couple. He says the argument they had has done them good... And he's basically giving her sugar again. He's like, and he keeps using the word "we" about the sex conversation. Mm. Oh, what was Luke saying? Oh, he was just saying that what we talk about our sex life in public. No, Brad, unless you're the queen, there is no we. <laughs> it's you. You are talking about. He. It's like he's he's almost lying to her in front of her because he doesn't want her to know. So when she asked the question, he sidesteps it by saying, oh yeah, he's just saying about how we're really open talking about sex. How about you've been caught out saying things about Shona that don't make it look very complimentary is really what Luke is saying. Yes. And I because mean... he tells her it that way, she thinks Luke is coming for them and he's not. Yeah. And so that he gets painted the villain and Brad lets her think that and then keeps trying to shut her down for getting upset about it. That's it. That is is very much it. And I, oh, yeah, it's making me cross. It's making the nation cross, to be honest. Oh, my God. Did you not think <laughs> when you watched it, did you not think when they showed the clips of him telling her to shut up? I thought, well, this is just the edit. It's they've just edited this commercial for the drama. It's going to turn out he's not really talking to Shona or Mm. It's what she probably said you've got the best outfit on he goes shut up <laughs> like, I, I, just, I didn't think it was actually going to end up with him telling her to shut the fuck up <laughs> I know that was that was a real surprise that was a very because surprise you can't ending. pretend to be someone you're not under pressure mm. right? it's easy to pretend to be all fucking like peace and happiness when the going is fine but when you're under a pressure situation like the dinner party cracks will show Peggy was worrying, still worrying about the kid thing. And the girls sort of went round Shona um, saying that she was, they were aware that she'd been ignoring the girls and, and she she should spend more time with them. And then immediately got up and walked over to Brad. That was the weirdest thing I have ever seen. She, they're planning a girls' night and he says, Well, why are we all separated between girls and boys? Let's do couples. Oh, my God. You know what? You can love somebody without having to be stuck in their lap. It's totally okay. Uh, I'll bet by the end of that night, though, she wished she had stayed over with the girls a bit longer. Mm, well, I was wondering, did she feel like she perhaps wasn't allowed to have a girls' night? Was was that the She issue? probably does feel like that. And also, I think she. It, this is very the same as Bronte and Harrison, where Bronte kept sticking up for Harrison, feeling uncomfortable because she didn't want to lie but mm -hmm. she didn't want to throw him under the bus. So she kept trying to get away from the girls and she wasn't interested in hearing what they had to say about her relationship 
either. And I think that's it. Shona got quite defensive when Peggy said, you know, like I've been in relationships where I've cut girls out for my mm. my partner and I wish I hadn't done that. She got her she got she did that look in her eyes like, I wish you'd just keep your fucking beak out of it, didn't she? Yeah. But she's being controlled at the moment and that's the part of the problem. Nathaniel says he finds Ella like a teenager and he he's feels so rude. I know. And he feels the need to teach her how to have a relationship. Oh my god, him and Brad, what are they gonna start school for dickheads? I so well, why yeah. are you teaching women things like who the fuck do you think you are i just don't get it and to say it well she could, obviously that room by the way is very tiny and someone's talking on one couch you can definitely hear it oh right okay it wasn't a, it wasn't like he'd gone off to the secret couch to have a conversation mm-hmm. it was right in the room and i i just think it's it's different from when laura take Shona aside in the in her room and tells her what's happened with Brad is different from Nathaniel sitting on the couch in a group setting or Brad and telling a bunch of people shit about your wife yeah it's just not cool it's not cool and then we had the Luke and Laura conversation about being a gold digger okay this has wound me up this thing I maybe gold digger was the wrong word I I don't think he was trying to say that. I think it was just, again, Laura's right when she says it was lazy. It was a lazy comment. But I think, like, she acts like he's thrown this terrible thing out there and she doesn't know where it's come from. But her whole backstory and everything she she was about was about picking up rich men in Chelsea. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm not saying it was for the money, but it was definitely for the lifestyle that goes with it or the certain kind of guy. She's not loving a Chelsea. She wants a Chelsea accent. Well, Chelsea, Chelsea accents come with money. You don't yeah. get a guy with a Chelsea accent who works at a burger palace. So, I mean, <laughs> so unless I you're Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I, I understand what he's saying that she's he kept saying it's, it's not going to work with with Arthur because he's not from the same level of society and that and i gold digger was a lazy word but that's why i think where he was going he wasn't i don't think that's what he was trying to say and even if he did it was one comment mm. right without knowing her and if she she could have just asked him for an apology and i think but now it's been made into a story in the daily mail or the sun and yeah. she's saying see uh, she, she's saying yes yeah, see i'm this is thank you so much i feel so vindicated this poor guy made a comment offhand comment and now it's like it's a whole thing i just think it's been blown up and i think she had a part to play in why somebody might say that and it wasn't just him two people said it yeah yeah i i think she wanted to make her points and um it clearly did hit a nerve with her about her dad so again sorry laura about the comments and you know i i nobody nobody thinks that but again i don't think it was meant to tear you down i think it was just a stupid joke comment that an idiot made ella says she's never been in love and nathaniel has he says he's you know nathaniel punishes her nathaniel punishes her openly at the dinner table because she hasn't been in love (laughs) i know and then she goes and hugs him oh again i'm sorry but i thought that was really out of order i don't think when the a wife is sat at the table almost in tears because her husband is basically making her look like a human turd. I don't think that's time for you to go and put your boobs in his face. 
I mean, no, it does, no. did look like a boobs in the face. <laughs> well, I was like, when did we go into the lab dancing club? <laughs> oh, now, funnily, you should say that. Portia, before finding God, actually did used to work, I think it might be string fellows or something like that. She was a topless waitress or lingerie waitress, I should say. So, um, yeah, be careful about that. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah. But also, it wasn't. It. He. I thought it was. Again, I thought it was. It was a betrayal to Ella because the way he opened up to the group is what she was expecting at that date, right? Yeah. That was the. That was the. That was the. The letter he was supposed to write at the date. Mm -hmm. I. I was in love before, and I have this feeling of what love is, and that's what I'm looking for. And maybe I'm scared because I, I'm. I don't know if that's what I'm going to get here and blah, blah, blah. Then that was it. And then Roz, I was surprised. Roz lit up as well at that and, and was like, oh, are you OK? And like, I, and then I think Thomas and Ella were sat there thinking, well, where the fuck are these beautiful, heart, open-minded people when we're having a conversation? All he gets from Roz is, I don't know. I don't know. And then she's going, oh, yeah, I hear you. Are you OK? Well, where the who the fuck are you? I know, and then that ruddy honesty box comes out. Yeah, or I, as I like to call it, the conversation's gotten dull box because <laughs> between you and me, they bring out the honesty box when the conversation has taken a fucking death. God, I can't even remember what Brad and Shona's question was, but he just banged on. Oh. <laughs> Did you, okay, that's when I got. I really got the ick because I got real Richie vibes. Because remember when like. Richie would get on the couch and they'd say, so, you know, respond to whatever Laura said. And he'd say, gobbledygook, gook, gobbledygook. Like, they cut all of it out because he'd say, I'm on a river going down and I feel the wind. And sometimes I'm not sure if I feel that way because <laughs> everybody would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, there and were that... some excellent shots around the table of everybody. <laughs> what? It just kept going and going and going, didn't it? <laughs> It absolutely did. It really, really did. Um, but that's what Brad does, because instead of just answering the question honestly, he just dances around with this fucking namaste bullshit until everyone forgets what the question is. I mean, it was so obviously just bullshit. <laughs> Even Shona doesn't speak Brad. She had no fucking clue. She kept looking, but she was looking into his eyes like she was uh, 17 days into Weight Watchers and he was a giant chocolate ice cream. Portia and Terence, they had quite a nice question yep. and they they were quite happy with theirs. Um, George and Peggy, he reiterated moving at her pace um, in front of everybody. Um, she loves that. Respectful, yeah. gentlemanly, all the things that she likes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ros and Thomas, yeah, that wasn't a communication, was it? <laughs> everybody else was just sat there cringing away. Um, there was no positive affirmation of each other at all as we watched them. You might as well have just said, I'm not into you. <laughs> <laughs> really? They should all rent that movie, He's Just Not That Into You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save us all the fucking pain. I wrote notes this week, Jen. I've actually written notes. I thought, I'm going to be a person who shows up and actually makes more of a fucking effort, and I haven't read any of them. Well done, you. Well done. <laughs> You know, starting the notes is the first step. So there you go. <laughs> at least you gave it a whirl, love. At least you gave it a whirl. I tell you, top tip, highlight them. 
and then oh. you can see. That's what I do. I do. Oh, I'm I there like. with my highlighters. That's well, maybe I, you yeah. need to highlight something that tells you that Peggy and Laura are not the same person. <laughs> I know. Well, I tell you what it is. I tell you what it is. Is that I have this again another discussion with a, 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 my friend about this. There is a lot of ladies that look alike this year. I know you're right. And <laughs> there's a lot of fillers going on, <laughs> and we faces just blend into a homogeny of a look. And um, <laughs> I therefore I get mixed up every now and again about who who is whom. Yeah, um, I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm see of blonde. Yeah, I bet our listeners do too. I bet they're finding exactly the same thing when they're trying to talk about people. They get Peggy and Laura mixed up. <laughs> Easily done, for sure. I mean, to be fair, I mean, George and Arthur might get Peggy and Laura. Oh dear. Um, then we get on to, um, well, after that, we have Ella and Nathaniel. And Ella just points out uh, that Nathaniel isn't compromising. He can't compromise. He's well, he when's compromise, compromise ever going to happen? When's he actually going to make the the well, he effort said it to takes compromise? Five years it takes five years to get to know him. <laughs> Is he on the right show? Just it's just not happening. He, as I say, he's he's just making excuses all the time. But the thing is, and I wouldn't even mind if he was making excuses. If he was, if he was taking the onus of it, like if he was saying. I just, it's, you know, it's my fault because I just, I, I find it hard to let my guard down. But he's blaming her for all of it. It's because she's too immature. It's because she's like a teenager. She's, she, it's all about her being trans. It's it's because she doesn't have enough depth. It's because she doesn't make good conversation. It's all the excuses of why this isn't working. None of them have anything to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been in love before, so clearly he's not broken. <laughs> mm. Yeah, obviously it, it's what it's her. <laughs> anyway, then Luke and Jay get like positively the <laughs> most contentious thing I've ever heard come out of an honesty box ever. Right. <laughs> yes, let's rate everybody for how genuine their relationships are, and everybody took it as like, okay, who do who do they think's the best couple? <laughs> Shona wound me up because she's like, Shona didn't even understand what the question was. It was the most authentic couple, not yeah. who was the best couple or the most in love couple. She just kept getting so upset because she was like, but we're in love. But no one believes you. It's not about which couple. They're not, they don't even get along, Roz and Thomas. Yes, but they do seem authentic. They're authentically not getting along. Yeah. Shona just I felt like I felt like Brad. She was proving Brad's point at that point. <laughs> she didn't even understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> I don't want to give Brad anything at this point, but that one, I felt like he was kind of going, "Hello." <laughs> he wouldn't have the conversation with her, so he kept on shutting her down about it, and then he got really fed up with her, didn't he? But when he kept saying, "It's it, it's inter it's why do you care about external forces?" My God, <laughs> it was just, and every time she tried to talk, she was like, but <laughs> he just kept shutting her down. It was so rude. I mean, uh, honestly, the, when he told her to shut up, though, I caught, I mean, I couldn't even look, look at the television at that point. It was disgusting. Well, it wasn't even just a quiet, shut up, babe, come on, let's just drop it. It was a full on shut up. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no namaste there, was there? There wasn't any namaste or calmness going on there. But the no. thing what I thought was funny, he was saying, like, if you let people opinions get you this upset, then you're emotionally immature. And then became upset by her feelings. Yeah. Which then, of course, does that not make him emotionally immature? Well, yeah, but he he was talking earlier on. He says he likes dominance in a relationship. So he likes to be the lead. He likes to... Yeah, he likes the sound of his own voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. He wants, wants somebody to follow him. And then he gets pissed off when somebody follows him. So... Yeah, what do you mean, want, Brad? What do you want? If Shona's not meek and mild enough for Brad, he might need to find somebody who's not. So, Wednesday, we went on to commitment ceremonies. We had some group thoughts discussions right at the start before we went into the commitment ceremony. Peggy can see that stuff's not right between uh, Brad and Shona. Uh, Luke thinks he's disrespectful. Um you can see he's trying to brainwash her into what she's going to say at the commitment ceremony. <laughs> um, just so she doesn't speak out and say the wrong thing. So he gives her this entire lecture of what, what she's going to say and then goes, namaste. <laughs> you can namaste stick it right up his ass as far as yeah, I'm concerned. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Um, Tasha and Paul, they were the first on the couch, weren't they? Um, because they were the easy ones. Get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. <laughs> <laughs> now, she she actually said she's feeling some confidence in expressing herself now. She um, actually made me cry when she they were on the couch because mm -hmm. she she was embarrassed to show the vulnerability because she has never had that feeling before and that she was embarrassed for herself to be so open and honest on the couch, which was yeah. sad and lovely. I know. It was, it was really, really nice to see. I mean, can every man be like Paul? I just, yeah, apart from the bed breaking, I think. <laughs> Thing is, though, if you want someone who's lovely and playful, that's that that's part of the parcel you're going to have to put yeah. up with, right? It's true. It's true. Um, so then we had Nathaniel Ella. She did say she, she felt jealous that he can talk to other people. Um, and so she should. It was a betrayal of their relationship that he did. Yeah, that. and that he could be tactile with other people. And yeah. all she's asked for is a hug. That's all she wants is to be held. And he instead goes and and motorboats Portia instead. Well, yeah, and then he starts banging on about the and I. But it's because I don't know you, said bollocks again. And I don't think she believes it when she says, oh, I don't, you're right. I, if the transition is everything and now I don't know where I belong in the universe. I don't think that's true. I think he's making her think that's true because he keeps telling her it's true. Mm -hmm. I just want them to have a bloody conversation with each other. I'm assuming they're in different apartments because otherwise people would talk to each other during the week, wouldn't they? She should just go sit on the kitchen counter and wait for him to show up. They're pretending to be the coffee machine. Is that what's going? <laughs> but then, okay. So, but then when she goes, runs off because she's upset. It's this Nathaniel that we get from time to time, isn't it? When, when he he's supportive, but he's not loving. It's a very different vibe, isn't it? Mm. When he tries to get her back on the couch, he's talking to her like a friend would yeah. talk to somebody. It's not like how a, a boyfriend or a lover or a husband speaks to their partner. 
no. And um, what is this rubbish about being able to hug other people, but not your partner? Because, you know, other people, they're friends. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is just such a weird ass thing to do. I mean, yeah. you're going to have a friendship with this person before you have a relationship with this person. So you've got to hug. I hug everybody. I hug strangers. <laughs> what the big deal is? Well, I saw this thing on on actually about the number of hugs you have. That was, that was yeah, on my saw... yeah. I put on my stories. Yeah. I tried to I tried to get my four a day that I needed for survival from Tennyson yesterday, and he basically and and, he, and she's trying to chase me around the room to get away away from me. So <laughs> there's a good chance I may die. <laughs> No, we do. We all need more hugs. We need more hugs. In yeah, our more lives. hugs. Less yeah. bullshit commentary that goes along with it. Yeah. So if you, if you want to live a happy long life, you need hugs. You need 12, 12 hugs to be living your best life. <laughs> but I don't see enough people for 12 hugs. <laughs> Cut to Jan at the bus stop. That's accosting strangers. I need them for survival. <laughs> People of the local co-op. Oh, checking out the apples, a bit of a cuddle. <laughs> I think it's time. We digress. We digress. Anyway, we'll move on to Ross and Thomas. Because um, we need to do that. Oh. Do we um, have to, Jen? <laughs> yeah, they feel like there's a glass pane between them. There's a pain, all right. It's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but Mel was there trying to point out, you know, you like each other. You can build from there. Yeah, so... but see, now this is where I get mad at her again because she's just going, I don't know. How do you feel? I don't know. What do you want to say? I don't know. If, if you are not willing to put in the mature work into relationship, it's not going to go anywhere. And every time she's like going, Oof, like she can't be bothered or she just, it's almost like he dies a little inside next to her on the couch of embarrassment and, and rejection. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Is she too nice to say what she doesn't like about it? Yep. Because as she goes, oh, he's a wonderful guy. He's really good looking. He's really nice. I just don't feel it. Well, clearly this must be something that's pissing you off about him. And that sex must have been rubbish. <laughs> and maybe that's it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah. If if we didn't manage to get to uh, uh, a nice climax in in that moment, maybe maybe she thought, nah, that's not worth the effort. Maybe it was like that bit in In Betweeners when he has when he has sex for the first time. He just <laughs> lies on top of her and goes. Mm -mm. <laughs> that's what I was envisioning in my head. <laughs> oh god. God, no, you see, oh, no, I'm just imagining dolphins now. <laughs> We're so mean. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm Apolog really... Apologies to Thomas and Roz. Yes, our apologies. Are... This is our own silly humour. Um, it's nothing against you um, at all. I'm sure it was meaningful, nice and enjoyable. Um, we're just making fun Assholes. of it. <laughs> so... Um, Luke and Jay said they're getting closer with each other. They're having yeah, I mean, conversations. I felt, I felt bad, though, because Luke and Jay obviously had to get on after Laura came on and 
cried about the comment. And I think it must have been hard for him to get up on that couch and talk about his relationship when he felt like he was an absolute tit over yeah. this comment, right? Because Mel did lay into him a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Must she be very embarrassed. I'm, I'm, I can just imagine how embarrassed he was. I mean, it was, it was like in our series when everybody was gossiping about April in the hot tub, and I'd made some jokes at the dinner party because you forget the cameras are there. You've had a drink, and when she talks about how everyone's been talking about it behind her back, and I was so terrified because then I realized, oh, my God, the experts have been watching and they're going to know that I'm a silly little gossipy girl. And I was I thought, please, nobody mention my name. Please don't bring it up. Oh. So to be to be outed in front of all of those people for being making snap judgment remarks and it, it, being immature must have been hard. <laughs> and then to get yeah. up and go, oh, let's talk about your relationship now. <laughs> yeah, being caught out. Oops, but they they genuinely they seem to be getting on. They're getting yeah. closer to he each other. He got quite emotional about his feelings for her and how she makes yeah. him feel and accepted and yeah. I think as a couple they're lovely and I don't think it's their them that's going to be the problem. I think again it's going to be external things like because she looks cringy when he got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, you're right. She's going to get put off by the fact that he's always getting into trouble and then other people won't talk to them as a couple and then she'll feel separated from the girls. And yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm. Of course, I love it. Just keep saying it. Let it wash over me. <laughs> then they saved the best till last, Brad and Shona. Wow. Like, I mean, you like you rarely see the experts really make sure that somebody understands that their behavior is unacceptable the way the three of them did with Brad. Yeah. But did you not see that when, when after, so when Brad says, you know, obviously I'm, I'm in a position to be the teacher here. And, you know, if, if I allow her to have this anger, then how will she learn? And Mel looks like she's going to jump over the fucking table and pull his eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe that comment. I just could not believe that he But when was... she says it back to him, he thinks she's telling him it's a good thing at first, doesn't he? He goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think that's, yeah, I mean, I allow her. Yeah, I mean, like he thinks he, by saying he allows her, he's actually saying something positive. He is unaware that his behavior is disgusting at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he And really then is. when they have a go at him, he shuts down behind his eyes. Can you see that? Mm. It's like they're they're telling him off about the may, maybe like listening to his language and stuff, basically saying you're a controlling wiener. And he just sits, smiles, nods, and again turns up back onto his audiobook that him and Nathan are both listening to. <laughs> but then, then he comes out with a bullshit kind of long lecture thing again. Yeah, he's probably got that every- tattooed on the back of his hand. <laughs> okay, Brad, if you get into a sticky situation, just read this. This justifying speech of his uh, behaviour, um, and, and and everybody's just like, what the hell? What the hell is he saying? Because even I'm just, it's a baffling concoction of of weirdness of the universe and uh, relationships. It's, again, it, like every series, there's a guy who's like the snake from the Jungle Book, isn't there? <laughs> Mesmerise us with your bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's nice, though, for Shona. I mean, I don't know how much, because I, I wish that somebody had seen it f- happening to me when I was on and, and they didn't. 
you know, mm -hmm. there wasn't enough on camera for anyone to know really what was going on. But at least she's been seen by the experts and they are aware of the behavior that's happening off screen. Yeah. Right. And I think that that must be good. That must be good for her to know. But right now she's still in that fight or flight thing. She wants this relationship so bad. She's just hoping none of this ruins anything for it. Like she would rather take all the shit as long as they work. I think still at this point. Slowly but surely, he's just he keeps picking away at her. She's gonna finally just have enough. This whole kind of speaking for a bollocks. I mean, it's bollocks is my favorite word today. Have you noticed this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this whole speaking for her thing is just uh, just let her talk. Let her say how she feels. But she. No, but if she allows her to have her own opinion, then mm -hmm. she might realize he's a massive goober. <laughs> yeah and at the end of it he, he just backs down and says you know i have to i have to self-learn from this he can't win he knows he can't win yeah all right he'll manage to get her home and and, and reorganize the narrative in a way that seems yeah. Rad, so. yeah quite quite possibly um now we got onto um i'm not couples. calling them intruders and you can't make me no, I'm not calling them intruders either. It's fucking stupid. First of all, it sounds like a massive dildo that you use when you get, like, when those fishes up your bum. <laughs> and second of all, right? Sounds like a big old dildo or something. I'm sure, and, I'm sure and someone sells it. <laughs> Probably does. And then also, it suggests to me, if you call these people intruders, it's suggesting that they've come, they're bringing them in. So when there's cracks in the original relationships, people will stray or will cause drama. And then to me, that negates the whole idea of the show, because mm. the, what they're saying is this isn't real people trying to they're not trying to pair people to find real love. We're trying to cause a lot of fucking drama. And uh, and I find I find it offensive. And I know the Australians started it. I don't know why we're, we've adopted it. And I would like to let it go. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be pleased to know I've been doing my regular stalking thing. Um, oh god jen honestly <laughs> the fbi got nothing on you <laughs> so we have john joe <laughs> don't even get me started with john joe <laughs> my name is john joe i know i know i know so john joe slater now he's ha, has owns fully blessed which is a, um, a clothing line mm. he's originally from essex and he very much, according to his Insta, likes a holiday because there's an awful lot of shots. With I'm going to just put holiday. this out there, Jan. This guy is giving me content that you would not believe. I mean, last night I must have posted about 800 stories in the course of five minutes on my Instagram because I just he wound me up something absolutely chronic. Well, his whole I've been dating models in the past when well, I was not living just in models, LA. Jan. Victoria's Secret models. I know. <laughs> And he had his heart broken by a Victoria's Secret well, model. Well, and so they, he should. I mean, like, I, how did he even get the Victoria's Secret model in the first place? Is my question. Uh, well, I pr only presume because he was hanging around with lots of cash hanging out his pants. Um, I'm... <laughs> Sorry, I'm not entirely sure. Which is the only thing you're allowed to have hanging out your pants in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he went to Santa Barbara College, interestingly. So that's how we got to LA in the first place. Um, he has 10 A-star to C GCSEs. Um, 
can. Okay, folks, this is when digging is too much. <laughs> His first cat was called Bob. <laughs> and he was keen at the age seven to a corduroy suit. <laughs> too much, Jan. Too much. And he hangs out with the Towie cast. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. So, and then they paired him with the lovely Bianca. Yeah, Bianca Petronzi, because she's from an Italian family and she lives in Buxton. And um, she owns uh, By B, a hair extensions uh, business uh, or hair extensions by B. I'm not too sure. <laughs> um, and uh, she's 30. And it looks to me like she may have actually applied for this. Yeah, she seems very genuine, I've got to say. And I did send her a, a message, I put a story on about her last night, which because I just, I mean, I just think she's come on as a really genuine girl. And she's already, she's not even out of the wedding and she's already thinking she's not good enough. And I, I really hope we're wrong about John Joe. Cause just well, girl. I think he's been uh, picked because he's, Hangs out with you the Towie cast. Or prick? <laughs> yeah, he hangs out with the Towie cast, which is always a bit of a red flag to begin with. And when I looked at his LinkedIn, he's endless links to people at different TV stations and programs. Okay. So I kind of think that he's been wanting a bit of fame for a while. For his clothing line. For his clothing line. It's quite possible. Um, thing is, like when when they were when they when she walks down the aisle to John Joe, mm -hmm. I can't call him JJ now. Now that I know his name is so ridiculous, but um, his face is just—it's heartbreaking. I mean, he couldn't—he couldn't have looked more disappointed if he tried. Yeah. But I, the thing is, and I've written, see, and I've written this down though. I did think, I think when his friends say, oh is this the kind of girl you'd normally date? And he says, no, if I saw her in a club, I probably wouldn't stop. And I'm thinking, oh, great. He's all his friends are wankers as well. And they say, I think this is really a good girl for you. I think, mm. I think this is, and I was like, okay, now maybe John, maybe John Joe's going to be okay. Because maybe if he's got, you know, I always think you can tell a lot from someone's friends. And if his friends are saying, Give it a minute. She may not be a Victoria's Secret model, but she's a lovely girl and she's kind and she's she's not she's still a good looking girl. And, you know, like you need to give this a chance. And then maybe he's got a good heart as well. And we're just not seeing it in his backstory. Maybe we're not. But then he follows it up by telling her that he got his heart broken by a Victoria's Secret model. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought there might be hope there, Jen, but then it just got dashed again. Maybe John Joe shouldn't talk so much. Well, we've also got Erica. Yeah, I said, so speaking of people who talk too much, let's yeah. go on to Erica and her fella, <laughs> Jordan. So, uh, yes, uh, Erica is known Erica Roberts. She's a dance teacher from Sheffield. Now, remember what I said about people who are down as being dance teachers um generally they're probably actors um she's uh actually on star now she's also went to bird and studied to be an actress she's got actually got quite a successful tiktok channel um about putting on makeup and made it into an article um in the sun i think um she's got 16k followers she's had a heart broken by an ex 
and she um decided to spy on him by finding one of his old phones logging on and it was still logged onto his insta account and then she could see his dms with the other woman god jan is she a girl after your own heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean she's a good looking girl and I, i mean i have to say when her and jordan first came on and i thought like why are they on this show like they're too young to be on this show they they they're not I need to find love and this is the time you're 25 <laughs> most people are still at university <laughs> it's like, yeah but then obviously we hear their backstories and it makes a little bit more a little sense. bit more sense yeah Jordan is 26 he is a personal trainer from Sheffield now this is a running theme with this lot of people by the way there's an awful lot of personal trainers body fitness people so we are going to call this next lot of cast the fit people who are clearly being brought in to tempt the other people i think now he's described um by them as a socialite uh, and he wants a gym bunny so basically, he wants a fit-looking girl. His parents was apparently were a bit hesitant at the start, but he is a stubborn guy, and so he was determined to do this. Now, Mr. Stubborn Guy, can we talk about your hair? No, Jen, you're not allowed to talk about his hair. Why can't I talk about his hair? Because you're not allowed to make personal judgments about the way they look. Although, yeah, those curtains are something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting do, and I I hate to say it, that interesting do might be plumped up there to um, hide some hair loss at the front. Oh, Jan, I don't think so. I you think look at it next time you see it. You look at it and you tell me. <laughs> see, it makes me look lovely, though, really. I'm quite yeah. lo- a lovely person. It's all yeah. Jan. <laughs> If I had my way, I'd just say lovely things all the time about everybody. (laughs) Now, Erica says she's uh, dated all the fit guys in Edinburgh, and she's very picky about the kind of guy that she wants. She lives with her grandparents, so it's another one still at home. Doesn't get on with her mum or talk really to her dad. It was quite a sad backstory, actually, that her mum got married to someone else and it didn't work out as a family unit so they sent her off to boarding school yeah they sent her off to hogwarts and she still wasn't happy well i now i just felt like you were sent away that must be really upsetting actually yeah and now and now she's with her grandparents so clearly that rift has never been fixed so i get it she probably she's she's looking for something to cement her place in the world a partner who's gonna be there and not leave her Mm-hmm. I think that's and that's why she's decided she wants to get married so young. Now we saw lots of pictures of her dancing, and uh, we saw lots her, of... it was good. She was a good dancer. I said yeah. it really puts my backstory to shame. <laughs> Although <laughs> to be fair, I also had pneumonia and I was sick on myself after we filmed it. So <laughs> hmm, maybe not so much dance on point. <laughs> <laughs> Such a such a professional. Yes, I'll keep going with teeth and tits. Ear infection. I couldn't even to do a pirouette. Kept falling over. <laughs> anyway. No, but she did. I said she looked good though. Her dancing was good. She was very yeah. sexy. Got the moves. He's a gym boy, and did you see just how many shots we got with him with the shirt off? There was a lot. There was never mind Arthur and his quick splash in the pool. 
This this was about five different shots, and Jordan didn't have his top on once. Well, at least he came with a suit top on. He didn't come topless to the wedding. So I liked his suit. Yeah, I, I didn't. Did you not? I quite liked it. I thought that was it was nice. That's because you're like so country. You're because you're such a country girl. I like I something a little slicker. It was a lot of colours going on, and I don't like anything <laughs> that got, has any kind of orangey rust in it. But that's just my personal preference. Now, JJ describes himself as a romantic, uh, but he always chooses looks over personality. And he's looking apparently now for a girl who's not a party girl, maybe. Now, Bianca describes herself. Yeah, he herself. says that, but then that's exactly what he wanted when she walked down the aisle. He was like, I don't want any of those things anymore. I'm going to time to settle down. Um, and when they had him posing with that fucking baby, it looked like a like a public publicity shot for a for like parliament <laughs> person of a mayor kissing babies at some kind of function. Oh, look at me. I love babies. Oh, now Bianca <laughs> but, says she's not a party girl. No, but see, I think she's lovely and I think she's genuine. And I think he, they've given him her based on what he said he really, really wants. Now, she's had a very bad past relationship, which kind of traumatised her. And she's had to have counselling post the relationship. It was that bad. Fuck. I think he he better be kind to her, I tell you. Well, I'm sorry, but I was already upset by that whole thing when she she was already saying, I'm not good enough. I mean, she hasn't even, they haven't even gotten through the whole wedding and she was saying, I'm worried I'm not good enough. Mm. That's not, that's not a good start. I mean, when he says, I can't believe he says to her, like, I think she's going to be genuine. I've had my heart broken. And she's like, oh, that's so terrible. I, I completely understand. Buy a model. <laughs> How was that necessary? How was that a necessary thing to say? So, so let's, let's talk vows. Now, Right, JJ was obviously disappointed after he turned around and he saw her. And I've never heard anyone rush so blankly and fast through a set of vows. And then she, because she really cares about it, wrote an absolute essay in vows. <laughs> it was it was quite some lot of vows. I was thinking, gosh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, and he could care less. <laughs> absolutely. But biker, he was, biker. he was, he was had his felt hand in his pocket, tried to, try to dial channel four with the other hand, saying, "You fucked me." <laughs> but she should have been paired up with Jordan because he too is an essay writer when it came to vows. Oh, yeah, I mean, like normally they cut it, they cut the vows out if it's mm -hmm. they go too long. They just sliced it down. Like Richie was mad because most of his vows had disappeared because his were quite long as well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, obviously they've left it in for the comedy value, but he talks an awful lot about himself. He might want to get a podcast. He, I thought his, his vows were quite heartfelt, but she thought they were definitely way too long. And she seemed <laughs> very unimpressed by it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, let's, let's talk about when they were sat down. Let's talk about when they were sat down having that meal. And he asked her questions and then over-talked her. What's oh, going it was on? so rude, wasn't it? Like, I mean, that was like, so he'd like, so what's your favorite color? And she'd say, well, I love blue anyway. So blue, but she just, she gave up in the end, didn't she? Yeah, well, now, what's that about? Was he just hideously nervous? I think that's it. I think he was just, yeah, he was just really nervous. Um, but she gets to the point outside where she says, do you want to ask me something? 
<laughs> and he finally he actually does ask her something without interrupting. But um, and then I think she starts to like him a bit because she gets to actually have a conversation where he's not Ted talking her. But yeah, well, I think the friends helped. The friends helped to go. No, he is nice. He does, you know, he's clearly into you. Don't worry. But um, she's also picky, and she says she's picky, so she's probably looking for fault with him anyway. Quite possibly. She should probably start with her hair. Not, not. <laughs> she did say that. She said that, that that was something that needs to be worked on. She thought it, he had a ball cut when she first walked in. <laughs> now, JJ was pounding on all the way through his reception about how much he didn't find her attractive. Um and he didn't like the, having to do those photos at all, did he? You know, it was like when he was like about the about the kiss. You know, like, oh, I don't even know her. Like he's out in nightclubs all the time. I bet he's done a lot more with for for a lot less with a lot of different women. So I don't think he's not a prude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's but what I, I thought. I, I, I feel bad about Bianca having to watch that back last night. Mm, I, I think she probably. Yeah, she was probably a bit more genuine about it. And he, mind you, having said that, she was kind of sensing it. But the time they sat down by the the fire uh, at the end, she was like, well, do you actually like me? <laughs> she? Yeah. yeah, and then that's when he told her that he normally dates models. Mm. So there's her answer. But, I mean, imagine, like, watching, like, going through all this moment and then sit and watch this on the TV and, and hear him saying, the whole way through. Like, I... It just really felt for her. She's, uh, she seems super genuine. And I just, I, I either hope he puts his big boy pants on and grows the fuck up. Mm. Or if not, I hope she just tells him where to go and leaves. Because I hate for her to be dragged through this experiment with somebody who doesn't see her worth. No, and is perhaps only out there to advertise his own clothing brand. Um, red flags <laughs> yeah i know i know i really i want her to find mr right i think i of everybody we've seen yeah she um, deserved a pull she did uh, she deserved a pull and i feel a bit sorry for her that she's not got a pull uh, she's no. got they've made her into a well these guys aren't going to get along let's put them together couple isn't she yeah i feel her i feel her pain <laughs> mm. So let's see what happens between those two. Um, I know the snippet we saw of their honeymoon and it didn't look terribly positive, but... Um... <laughs> when they're on those paddleboard things going in opposite directions. <laughs> but again, we don't know how real it is because, you know, when they show you the clips for next episode, we don't know how they're really put together. I mean, yes, did Brad really shout at Shona to shut up? That bit was true, but we don't know how bad the honeymoons are at this point. So it does. I can't wait, though. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for next week. I'm really excited. Now, it's that time again. Is it Maths Bingo? It is Maths Bingo. Well, so, I have one for you this week. Go on. Okay. And this is coming from Alice. And she sent us a message saying her word, her Maths Bingo of the week, she would like it to be emotional attachment Ooh, i like that emotional attachment so okay. that's for you alice so so and if, alice and everybody else out there if here's... anyone speaks their truth or has an emotional <laughs> attachment this week you get to have a, a nibble on a biscuit or uh, a good swig of your gin um thanks for that on... alice <laughs> <laughs> i think 
That's uh, definitely a good one. I'm sure that's going to come up this week. I'm absolutely oh. certain. <laughs> I want to throw one in there. Emotional maturity. <laughs> Ooh, yes. Emotional maturity. I like that one too. Well, we'll add that one to the list. If you've got uh, one that you think you need to tell us about, just uh, slip us a DM. Tell us. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. We love your comments. Uh, it, it's quite it's quite funny to hear what people have to say. <laughs> it is quite funny to hear what people have to say. Although, actually, on the poll that we put out this week, um, most people did think that Brad's comments were kind of justified. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, my God, people are assholes. <laughs> Same as us. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think I think he was all right saying some of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, come so, on, Shona. We're trying to fight your corner. Be better. <laughs> and uh, is this just a, a shoe in this week for our Dick of the Week? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we can go through the people, the potentials about Dick of the Week, but I think we already knew. <laughs> we already know quite early on this week, uh, aka Monday, <laughs> the yeah. Dick of the Week. Now, see, Nathaniel always is in the like periphery for Dick mm. of the Week. You know, it, it was a bit like Adam yeah. in the Australian one. We kept thinking he was going to get it. But then somebody came in and was a bigger dick. And the big swinging dick this week has got to be. Oh, yeah, it absolutely has. Brad. Brad. Well you're, done, Brad. You're you such are a big our dick. dick of the week. Yeah, your balls are swinging. <laughs> <laughs> Mesmerizing Shona once again. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow my, eyes. follow my eyes. Follow my balls. Follow my balls. You will comply. You will comply. <laughs> so, folks, if you've got any thoughts or anything you want to tell us about, please do. Please do. And uh, now, if you want to tell us how much you love us, write us a Aww. gorgeous review. And also hit that follow button when you are yes, um, get to the end of this podcast. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, well, you can get find us on Instagram at the Lara on Air pod or the at the Lara Air. There you so go. You can just find us there and um, send us some comments, send us your messages, um, tell us you love us. Uh, we've had some gorgeous comments from you already, um, which is really, really nice. But don't forget to uh, uh, put that on Apple of reviews as well because it boosts us higher in the charts when you do so. <laughs> and we love that. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks ever so much. What yeah. are you going to say? I'm going to say it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from you, Jan. Say bye. Bye. See you next week, guys.